Welcome to the Daily Degenerate, the ultimate sports and entertainment podcast for your busy life. My name is Cohen Hughes, co-host and producer, and I'm joined by Los Angeles' very own Maddie Goldberg. We appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 27 of the Daily Degenerate Podcast. I'm Matty Goldberg coming from you in Los Angeles, high in the hills, where the Dodgers just lost 10 minutes away from me, down two games to one. And I'm joined by the handsome Cohen Hughes. Ladies and gentlemen, how's it going? Um, Had a much better week. Some of you may know me as Podcast Poppy. Others may know me as the professional devil's advocate, but Maddie's favorite, I am the Michael Rappaport of the South or Atlanta, whichever one we agreed on. I forget. Well, you said not Florida because Florida oh, doesn't yeah. count. <clears throat> yeah, okay. The South except for Florida. So that's where we stand. So you said you had a better week. Is this all because the Falcons won or is this because you – something cool in your life happened or is the only thing that cool happens when the Falcons win? Oh, the only thing that ever happens cool in my life is when the Falcons, the Braves, or the Jazz win. And um, the Falcons did win, but I did win a good bit of money on Sunday. I won about 150 bucks plus about 20 or 25 whatever I won tonight on the Brewers winning. Um, yeah. Not necessarily the Brewers winning, but the Brewers holding the one-and-a-half point plus spread. Yeah. Well, uh, what should we get in the first now? Should we get into – why don't we get – NBA out of the way. I'm sure you want to talk a little NBA because the season's starting tomorrow. Yeah, sure I, you have some I did see that. So let's um, get that crap out of the way. That's my least favorite sport. The comprehensive power rankings before the season starts because the season will start uh, tonight. Can I guess Golden State Warriors first? You can guess that correctly. Wow. Um, wow. Number two is the Houston Rockets. Um. I'm going to give you my championship prediction, and I don't even know much about the NBA, but I will give it to you right now. What, Celtics, is, what is this Warriors. lock? Warriors and six. Um, that's all you need to know. Celtics, Warriors, Warriors and six. I would probably say that's probably about correct. I mean, I'll give this the Rockets an outside shot. Let's, maybe... let's wait and see who gets injured in the first quarter for the Celtics. Are you saying two years in a row? That, that that's just how talented teams are, you know. Like it, like look at Jimmy G this year. Like he had so much hype in the offseason. Like oh yeah, the 49ers are gonna be so good. Da, 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 da. And then someone always ends up getting hurt. Not like I'm sitting here hoping for, it, but that's just how the reality of it is. Yeah, but the Warriors can probably win even with like a pretty big player hurt. Oh, the Warriors I mean, can win with three players hurt. I mean, barring no injury, Warriors Celtics, no Gordon Hayward. Uh, injury that made you so happy. Um, other than that, um, you have anything you want to say about the NBA? Yeah, my Jazz are at fifth right now. I think in ESPN's power rankings, sitting right below the Toronto Raptors at four. Um, accurate ranking. I'm uh, I'm really ready for this season to come out. I think they actually gave the Atlanta Hawks a. Ten percent chance. Three. What, what is the little three sixty five or whatever the little analytics company is? I think they gave the ten percent chance. Ten percent chance to make the playoffs. 
which is better than being the worst team in the league. I think they have three or four teams ready to blow the Hawks. So now the, the biggest question is, do they have a ten percent chance to sell out one home game this year? Um, yes, I will actually be going to the one home game that they will sell out all year in the new and improved State Farm Arena next Wednesday. And that's the Warriors. That will be against the Mavericks, but it will be a future half halftime and post game performance. You know, future the what? Future. The rapper future. Who? The rapper. You're gonna, gonna use rapper. Rapper to... future. That's his name. The future. What are you talking about, Maddie? Come I on, know, you know I know funny. you live under a rock. You know I'm funny. You know but I'm this funny. isn't the I third rock you. from the sun, okay? I had you. I had you. You know I had you. Um. So the last thing I'll say about the NBA is I will be going to the Hawks game on Wednesday night, as I've told you guys. Um, I actually valeted an assistant coach from the Hawks today. Whoa! And he was telling me that he actually doesn't like the new arena. His He's like a curmudgeon kind of older white guy. And uh, mm-hmm. he was like, ah, I don't really like the uh, the new arena, you know. They kind of made it like a nightclub in there. And I was like, yeah, you well, know, they kind of did the same thing with the with the Falcons arena or the Falcons stadium, you know. Like, it's like a club. So, like, people really don't go to their seats. When nobody goes, that's the kids need. The kids need a nightclub. I mean, look at uh, where the Marlins play. There's, like, there's like nightclubs in the in the outfield. There's, well, who's – Nobody's going to go. There's more Jell-O shooters sold than pa- packs of peanuts. You know, like, yeah. no one sits in their well, seats. No one actually goes to the game. They all just go to drink and hang out at the pavilion. Well, is anybody excited about Trey Young? Um, You'd be surprised. A bunch of people in Atlanta are. and um, I bet Penland is. Penland, Penland is actually very excited about Trey Young. Mr. Stone Cold Lock. Yep. Mr. Western Michigan against Hawaii or whatever the fuck it was. Colorado State. Colorado. I'll never forget it. <laughs> um, but the the assistant coach for the Hawks was telling me that he didn't really like the new arena. Um, I think it'll be fine from a fan's perspective, but it is kind of frustrating to watch Falcons games on TV and see everyone at, at the club in the first quarter instead of in their seats. You know. Yeah, that's how it goes nowadays. I mean, you know, when you think about when my pop was younger, when I was younger, tickets were so cheap. You could go to playoff games, you know, if you could get tickets. You know, everybody could afford to go, but now it's like people who can afford to go aren't even the biggest fans. Yep. That's why you get all these douchebags where you look at the Yankee games. The fucking so corporate like, sellouts wearing suits to a fucking baseball game. Well, the other thing about Yankee games is this, is that, you know, see, the tickets are pretty reasonable except for the front. So we're talking a grand to watch a baseball game. And that's why those you watch a Yankee game, you're like, wow, the first rows behind the uh, the uh, home plate are, are empty. It's like, yeah, nobody can fucking afford those. Yeah, they're going half the sold half the time. Yeah. So that's the way the times we live in, man. But um, any other notes you have from the NBA? Any good matchups tomorrow night besides Celtics Sixers? No, that looks to be the matchup of the night. I will definitely be watching that game in its entirety. Will you be rooting against Gordon Hayward? Um, no, I will not. I will be rooting for the Celtics because I like Brad Stevens, and I hate the 76ers. Because do you know what Philly, or do you know what city they reside in? I already said it. Philadelphia. And I fucking hate them. They took your uh, Falcons down in the playoffs. 
and yeah. week one. And they ate horse shit when they won the Super Bowl, so that's a pretty should good we, reason. Should we move on from the NBA? Oh, yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right, so let's move on to MLB. Yep. Okay, so as my World Series prediction, Astros, Brewers, Brewers up 2-1. to one. Astros got the first game. I think they're in good shape from what I hear. Chris Sale is... Had to go to the hospital. He had a stomach virus. I don't know what to do. I haven't heard anything new. I mean, if he's not going to play the rest of the year, the Red Sox are in deep doggy doo-doo. And I um, can't stand Craig Kimbrell. David Price isn't going to win a big game. Nope. So how the hell are the Red Sox going to win this series? They better have Nathan Eovaldi win tomorrow night because I placed a bet. On the Red Sox money line and the over uh-huh. at eight and a half. Well, they better score a lot of runs because I'm telling you, any one run game with Craig Kimbrell, he ain't saving it. Any two run game with Craig Kimbrell, he ain't saving it. And these Braves he fans horrendous. want Craig Kimbrell back. They're crazy. I know. Why? You this know what? The same like people said, that want to keep Dan Quinn around. They like love like a good said, hometown story, you know? Like they just love a good Disney book. Like I said about Bill Bean, I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but one of the the best things Billy Bean had in his book was his philosophy on closers. And his philosophy was buy low, sell high. And the Braves already sold, uh, what's his face, Kimbrel High. Closers only have a, a window of three to five years, if that, of dominance. I was about to say, he can still be good outside of that window, but it's not dominant like the closer. No, he's not. He's not dominant, and he's not. When you get to these big-time lineups in the playoffs, like, he's just not doing the job. Um, I was watching the game at uh, the pool hall on Saturday night when we went out after work, and um, the Astros' bats were hot, man. George Springer's a fucking animal. Yeah, he's great. Um, he is the better baseball player version of Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge can hit and catch fly balls, but George Springer can do it fucking all, man. That's a monster of a man. I think they're both pretty awesome. Oh, of course, of course. But just as a comparison, just I'm the Judge hype train is kind of yeah. But Judge, lost some steam. Well, let's be honest. Judge Judge's body isn't really meant for baseball. So what he's doing is that football. more impressive. Like, there's not many guys that are his height with that coordination to hit like him. You know, Springer is the perfect body size to play baseball. So give Judge credit for yeah, oh yeah. doing absolutely so much with probably, uh, sure, he has a lot of power, but guys like that, they bat 210, they'll hit 40 home runs, but they'll strike out 200 times and hit 210. He's, I mean, a, he, he's an anomaly in the sense. Yeah are just a hard worker and really talented and great eye-hand coordination. And I mean, you watch Stanton play, and Stanton's footwork is just a, terrible. But he's going to hit 40 mistakes. Yeah, I was about to say, but somehow, like, Stanton gets a pass because, like, he's proven to to have been doing this, you know, like. Yeah, but he hits 40 mistakes. 
You know what I mean? Well, like he's going to get 40 shitty pitches a Stanton, year to hit Stanton out. Stanton can also see pitches well. That, that's the thing that I really do like about Stanton. He's not just ah. another Barry Bonds wannabe. You know, like Stanton's actually kind of educated in the game. He sees pitches well. Yes, wait, 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 so, wait, wait. You're saying he's not a Barry Bonds? Barry Bonds had the greatest eyes ever. Wannabe. You see what I'm saying? Like, like I'm just saying like he's not one of them guys that wants to just swing for the fences and break the home run record. you like... This is a guy who can actually see pitches. This is a guy who is Yeah, but Barry Bonds is the greatest at that. Just saying. I yeah, mean, Barry yeah, Bonds. he got intentionally walked half the time, which made his on Let me tell you something about Barry Bonds. His eye-hand coordination is the greatest you'll ever see. Steroids, no steroids. The, the smartest hitter you'll ever see. He Probably went, up there with Wade Boggs, who didn't hit for power. But Barry Bonds hit for power. But the guy just had an incredible, incredible, you know, just tenacity at the plate of working pitches. Not the greatest in the postseason, but incredible in the regular season. Um, You're a little too young. Other than that, Brewer, Astros versus Red Sox game, what do you think about the game tonight? Um, Dodgers versus Brewers. It's kind of funny because I heard these dumb experts on ESPN. You know, they have, you know, on ESPN, they have the same show. It's just two very woke people talking sports who don't really watch sports. And they don't really like, they don't watch enough sports. It's not in depth analysis, it's very surface based analysis. Like it's like it's more of what the players are doing before the game, what they ate for lunch, what the coach is saying before the game. You know, it's more of. It's entertainment. That, that more of the entertainment aspect of the game instead of the analytics and deep looking at yeah. the game film. Exactly. They've changed their format. So they're like, Bueller Walker is, is on fire and who the hell's pitching for the Brewers? And I'm like, yeah, but the Brewers have a system locked down. They don't need a guy to go seven innings. We were talking about this before we started the podcast. It's like, give me five innings, whoever's starting. All you got to do is give us five good innings. And we got such a good bullpen, we can lock the game down. And with that hater kid, whether you like him or not, the guy is lights fucking out. He is lights fucking out. And they got hater. They got connect. What's his name? Knebel or something? Yeah, um, I think it's Nebel. Nebel, which Nebel. I was surprised they used him early in the game, but that's a new thing. Like, but I do like what you said. I do like um, the fact that Hader went multiple innings, and you said that whenever Josh Hader goes multiple innings, the Brewers have a way, way, way better chance of winning the game. Well, they'll also probably be up. They'll use them when they're up. They're not going to use them when they're down no, unless why, it's one run you? or something. And he shuts. He just shuts down his innings. Like, he just shuts down the game. And those are, like, some of the most important innings of the game. Those six, seven innings are used – bridge innings they're just as important as a closer sometime and he shuts that down it reminds me of i'm aging myself but when your braves lost to the to the yankees in 1995 was it 90 no it's 96 yeah 96 were the yankees yeah the yankees at mariano rivera wasn't the closer he was the middle I was saying that Hader, to me, is the MVP of the Brewers. Would you agree? Um, maybe Yelich, but I do I'm think it is. I'm saying of this is... series, of the playoffs. Oh, of this series? Oh, yeah. 
He's the I mean, He just shuts him down. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He also he squashes the spirit of the other team because you're like, if we're down runs, we're like, oh, fuck. We got to face Hater for two, three innings. This is not going to be fun. Are you are you focused on Thirty Rock from the Sun here? No, nah, it's uh, that's Third Rock from the Sun. But no, nah, I was oh. watching uh, Scott Van Pelt talk about bad beats. That's um, my only part, favorite part about ESPN is the bad beats. I do, I, I do like Van Pelt. He he is still hadn't been washed yet, you know. Well, they still let him do sports. Yeah, he's like actually a sports. But fan. the shame, but the shame is it's fucking twelve fifteen on the yep. East Coast. You know, like why are they saving this shit till midnight? Well, that's still prime time. I mean, that's still the eleven o'clock, the late night sports center, which is still he's still prime time. But why it's don't we just, have this at, at, at five, six p.m. before the game? Because people starts, are working. You know? This is actually a higher rated show. Just saying. Well, I would rather see this, and I know that I, I don't work a conventional job, and I don't work the nine to five to where I don't get home at six thirty. You know, but. Yep. Me and the other people that can watch the young people, the mm-hmm. all this, yeah. they've misread our our trends in in the market, and they want to give us fucking Jamel and Jam- and well, they're, they're gone. They're gone. They are. They're gone. I, that experiment didn't work. Yeah, shows how much I know because I I tuned out after they stopped doing well, that. Th- that's how bad ESPN dropped because mm-hmm. they changed their format and their ratings went way down. They became like. The anti-sports, like, you're a sports network, but you're doing stories. And you're like, well, why do, like, why, nobody wants to watch that. We want to watch sports. Like, I don't give a fuck who Aaron Rodgers fucked last night. Well, I kind of okay? do uh, give a fuck about that, but they, but they weren't even cool and funny about it like that. I mean, I'm watching Aaron Rodgers right now. I don't give a fuck who he fucked last night. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Olivia Munn. Well, no, they broke up. But I don't really? care if it's Olivia Munn. I don't care if it's some, some cowgirl. Where he was doing reverse cowgirl to in in, in Milwaukee's, you know. Aaron Some, Aaron Rodgers is more of like a more like a hitter from the back kind of guy, you know. I'm just I'm just saying I don't know what he's doing. I don't care, but you know he had a nice comeback today, and Speaking that's what I want to know about. Um, so let's wrap up baseball before we get too carried away. We can go to football in a second. Um, yeah. tomorrow Sox versus Astros in Houston. Sox plus one and a half. Eovaldi versus Dallas Keuchel, um, over-unders at eight and a half. What do you got? I think uh, I would probably take the under. I think the Red Sox are going to have trouble scoring. Um, I think the Astros win. I think they win in five or six, unfortunately, because I'm a Sox fan, but I did predict the Astros. It's just the Red Sox work so hard to win game two. Um I like Evaldi. I like him better than David Price, that's for sure. But I don't know. We'll see. But I um, think Keiko Keiko pitched good against Cleveland. Yes, he did. He's, he hasn't had a great year, but he kind of bounced back in that game. And I just think the Astros are the better team, and the Red Sox have to work so hard to win game two. It's going to be hard to, like, rebound from game three. It's going to be hard to emotionally know you might not have Chris Steele for the rest of the series. And then, you know, you got to depend on guys like David Price again, which is not fun. And, you know, I don't know. I just think the Red Sox work so hard to win game two. Um, I actually put a bet, actually exact opposite of you. I took Sox plus one and a half. Doesn't mean they'll win, but they just got to keep it a one-run game. 
and I took the over. I think that Eovaldi will let some hits and runs allowed, but I don't know. I can see the Rock kind of there are the Red Sox kind of making a run at this game. It's at five oh five my time, which will be good right before all the good TV shows come on and shit like that. So I will mm-hmm. definitely be watching this game right before the basketball game at what seven fifteen. Is the no. Cleveland or Cleveland Boston at um, 76ers? What time does that start? I'm pretty sure it's at seven. Let me check. But um, I'll also pull up some other NBA matchups for tonight if you're listening to this on Tuesday. Is there a full slate tomorrow or just a couple games? I think it's just a couple games. Let me pull it. Oh, it's just it's two games. 76ers at Celtics at 8 p.m. on TNT. TNT's got both games. And okay. then Thunder at Warriors at 10.30. So Boston is favored by four and a half points. I like the Celtics Golden big. State is favored by 12 and a half points. Who are they playing again? The Thunder. It's in Golden State. I will take the Celtics and then the Thunder. I would take Celtics and Warriors. I see a game. This is a game where Warriors come out at 140, you know, and maybe they allow 120, but, you know, like they they win pretty fucking comfortably. I'll take the the Thunder to cover, but Celtics to win. I mean, Celtics to cover, Warriors are uh, Thunder, Thunder to, to cover. cover. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm the NBA is the least passionate sports you know, I'm more into NCAA basketball by far. Love NCAA basketball. So, how'd you fare this week in college football? College football, I ate a dick. Me college too. football, I got fucked. I lost a big. parlay to where I think I only won like one game on the parlay. And then the NFL, I killed it. But uh, I was completely wrong about Georgia. I thought they were going to just destroy LSU. And I think that Jacob Fromm went from the wonder kid. So now, like, Boondaki. he might lose his job. Oh, um, it's definitely a conversation. I don't think um, Kirby will do it because I think Kirby's a, you know, kind of old school style coach to where yeah. he's going to let him weather through the faults. But he so has the speak. highest recruit. He does. The fields definitely opens up the playbook for you. Um, I, I'll say this. Th- next week won't be the time, but it'll be sooner rather than later. Did you watch the game? I did. I ended up watching the second half, which it was pretty much I thought Fromm was one of the worst. I know he's only a college kid, but it was one of the worst performances I've ever seen in a big-time game. Death Valley is super hard missing, to play in. Missing guys, uh, taking sacks, on field goal yardage. I mean, the whole game just stunk for Georgia, you know. They got a great field goal kicker. They're down like ten nothing, and they're trying to fake field goal. They got, well, on, you got the on kick- fourth on fourth and nine. You got Rodrigo Blankenship is not going to outrun a soul. He on looks the LSU like me. special teams. A guy that looks like me ain't going to run outrun the LSU special. And Maddie, this is not me being mean, but I'm pretty sure that he is that he is like extremely autistic. You ever seen him? Why he wears he-, he wears specs. When he kicks, like Rex specs. Jesus, you are not sensitive. No, why you're would mean. I, be? I wear specs. When you put when you kick footballs, 
Hell yeah. The only time you I wear know, specs is when you fucking swim, Maddie. I know what Rodrigo Blankenship looks like, by the way. Yeah. Looks like a fucking nut and a half. Well, you know, he he probably wasn't happy when his number was called. No, I wouldn't have been. All kidding aside, all jokes aside, um, that was a horrible call by Kirby I mean, Smart. that's a panic Especially call. Especially as – and 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 you you said that correct. The guy on the radio this morning actually said that he actually saw Kirby break down in nervousness and panic whenever he made that call because that's a call that you know your team's about to get scored on a lot and you're having to try to salvage it early in the game. That's not a good sign. Well, I, why not just line up and try to complete a pass or even in this game complete a run because their running game was much more effective than their passing game. I mean, Fromm was just missing guy after guy and then taking dumb sacks, and... Yes, he was. He, he just played an awful game, an awful game. Um, Fields won't start next week. Uh, let me see who George has. Who are they playing next week? week? I, I was, I'm about to pull that up. If it's, they're playing a cupcake, he might he nah, might get a lot of time. I'm pretty sure cupcake season's over for Georgia. Alabama's the only team that can play cupcakes week in and week out. Um, Florida. At That's end, a tough oh, this, game. This is the cocktail party too. In Tal- this is a tough it's, game. It's, it's, it's not Tallahassee, but it's Pensacola, maybe. It's uh, it's a, it's a no site. Tallahassee's Florida State. Well, it's a neutral site. It's not um, Gainesville. That's Florida. What stadium is it? T I A A Bank Field. Where the fuck is that? Is that Tampa? Where the Bucks play? No. It's it's where they have the cocktail party every year. I just can't recall the city name. You're from the South. Go right here. You're not from Florida. All right. So my page just decided to fucking start season up. But it'll definitely be um, I watched from Michigan, next week. Wisconsin. I think that Georgia does win this game against Florida. Um, they're, I would be pretty dejected right now as a Georgia fan. The season's not over for them, definitely, because they can still run the table and probably hit the three or four spot because almost everyone well, else got, has a loss except for Alabama and Ohio State. Yeah, but they're not they're not beating Alabama. Nah, definitely not, especially not the way they looked against fucking. And, and a game like that kills your confidence. It's like then the next week you go out and you play like you did the week before. So, I see a lot in college. T-I- like TIAA Bank Field is actually where the Jaguars play in Jacksonville. Wow, that's, that's funny. Where it is. Um, it's a big – I know all the Georgia students go and rent out whatever it's called, Frat Beach or whatever, and they go party on the beach for the day or two before. It's Dude, a big there cocktail must be party. So many, there must be so many used condoms oh, lying on, on, the, on the beach. Beer cans like just, sunken in the ocean. I'm Natty talking White. fucking Amazon Echo speakers playing shitty rap music. I'm Ugh. talking, this is going to be fucking Chad Central. A lot of Saturdays are for the boys. Barstool, I'm a stoolie. Saturdays for the boys. Yeah. Um, I would say that Georgia probably wins this game. We'll talk about this more on Thursday, though. What are some LSU, of the games that you watched? I watched Michigan kill Wisconsin. Okay. And I watched a game at not, uh, noon my time, but I'm trying to forget. I know I lost a bit. Oh, Northwestern, Nebraska. And then I watched uh, – there was a good game at that did time. Did Northwestern was, cover that one? They did not. Okay. The spread was four. I lost by a half a point or a point. Okay. I was close uh, to taking that game, but I never did. But I ultimately wanted to. So I, I like Northwestern to cover almost all the time. Yeah, they always play gutsy. They mm-hmm. always play above who they are. 
Uh, there was another good game at that time that I was watching. I was sad to see my West Virginia lose. I'm a big Dana Holgerson fan. They got big they got up and slow. down. I was watching that game too. Yeah. So there's only a – it's like LSU is number five, and they got one loss. Uh, Ohio they, State's if two. If they went out there in the three. playoffs. And Notre Dame, I think, is four. I think they have a bye this week. They had a lot of trouble versus Pitt. But they pulled it out. A win's a win. Oregon Not also beat Washington points. this week. Yeah, Oregon beat Washington. But, I, you know, the Pac-12, I find to be highly overrated. So – they're fun for their conference, but I don't really consider them in the national championship. Gimmick, gimmicky like. football. Well, they're just not. They don't have the talent that the uh, SEC or even the Big Ten has. Not even close. We're ready on week eight or week seven or some shit of the. What week are we? Week eight? That's crazy. Yeah, We're this upcoming week, week will be week eight. Fucking hey, Where does the time go? Um, I took Indiana, who failed to cover by the four-and-a-half-point spread. I got Central Florida, who won. Baylor, who won. Temple, who won. Or They won, but they didn't cover. And Baylor then, covered, right? And then my, my, my only other loss in college football, I would have hit this parlay, but Georgia Tech lost outright, and they were one-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I'm not quite sure how much you know about Georgia Tech. But I know a bunch of the fans here in Atlanta are kind of giving him the Dan Quinn treatment, telling him to hit the road. Who's that? Paul Johnson, the head coach of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Yeah, that's not a good situation there. Um, a, a lot of fans here are saying they should just quit doing the option and run a real college program because they're in Atlanta. They can get recruits. You know, like, why are we still playing gimmick football? Yeah, I mean, but is that really a sports uh, school anymore? Um, the basketball team is always respectable. Baseball team is usually pretty damn bad, even though they're in the ACC, like conference playing. Um, foot, the football team, I disagree. I like Paul Johnson. I don't really love the option, but um, Paul Johnson does a good job of keeping their team relevant, despite being a laughing stock in the state. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Well, once you start losing, you don't get recruits. You know, it's time to get a younger guy to go in there and try. I agree. To try, try to change the culture. You know, when I was a kid. Georgia Tech had a great basketball team. Mm-hmm. Like, they had some great players. There was a coach by the name of Bobby Kremens. He was a Brooklyn guy, a New Yorker. Yeah. You heard of him? Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, he came there from New York, Brooklyn, New York. New York. And he would he did good. They had Kenny Anderson, who was great. Yep, the Jet. Uh, yeah, Dennis Scott, I think. Or he, no, he was on Michigan State. Forget what the other Georgia Tech guys, but Kenny Anderson was was fucking phenomenal. They yeah. um they they didn't win the title in '98, but then then they make it to the title game. Was yeah, something I like think that? so, but I can't even remember. It was, it was like that or the then. Final Four. Yeah, I forget it was coaching then. I think they made it to the final game. They kind of came out of nowhere that year. Um, Georgia Tech's basketball team now is decently relevant. Um, well, they had that coach that got in trouble, Josh Pastner. Yeah, he looks like he's 14. I actually like uh, Coach Passner. I valeted his car a few separate times. Is he nice? No, hell no. He He's not mean, but he's very weird and like socially awkward. Like Imagine if like a less accomplished Belichick was like a, a college basketball coach. Like He's just real, real weird about everything. You know, like he doesn't talk much. 
Like he's yeah, always he, on the phone. You know, like looking. Yeah, like he's he's a very reserved kind of guy. Like yeah. he barely talks to me, but he's always polite. But he's not nice. You know? How far is Georgia Tech from Smyrna? Smyrna, maybe 20, 25 minutes. Wow, it's close. Yeah. I mean, smart kids go there. It's like the Stanford of the South. But you know, um, a kid from Burton's hometown actually goes to Tech, and he's like a nerd. Burton. Yeah. Did Burton's Burton always get... talking about how fucking smart he is. So you know, that's saying something. Dude, Burton must be such a sad dude, like pissed off that somebody's smart. <laughs> All the good genes didn't get passed down. But yeah. um, other than what were we talking about? College football? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking about Georgia Tech. So um, other than the West Virginia game, I see Oregon on here, Penn State lost um their second loss they won't be in the top 10 anymore texas baylor um they're gonna climb ucf against memphis i'm gonna go through about seven eight teams that can make it to the final four all right michigan if they went out they'll make it ohio state their loss was so early michigan's was so like they have a good chance well that's because if they beat ohio state they'll make it so they went out they'll make it um Maybe Oklahoma. I doubt it, though. Maybe Texas. Um, definitely Notre Dame controls their own destiny. Clemson controls their own destiny. Alabama. And LSU now is an outside chance. Um, I think LSU has a little bit more than an outside chance. Maybe they, they'll get to benefit from what Alabama benefited from last year. Yeah, is, but they uh, can't maybe, lose another game. They I was about to win. say, maybe not having to play in the national or the SEC title game. But they would have to beat Bama, and like it would have to be like a crazy scenario for. Like, they need Notre Dame to lose a game. They would need yes. Michigan and Ohio State to both lose another game. Me they would need you, a lot of teams. Me and you to had lose. Uh, Notre Dame locked, didn't we, for for our title game or for our yeah, playoff? Yeah, but they could slide. I mean, if they almost lost to Pitt, I don't. I I don't want to go through their whole schedule for the rest of the year, but uh, they could they could very easily lose a game. They slip up. Have a you know like they could lose to USC. They always play USC, so I mean, teams can slip. You know, um, I like um. We just saw Georgia slip pretty hard. Yeah, um, it's very unfortunate that that game was played in Death Valley. If it was played in Athens, I'm not gonna say the. the I, I'm wins, not making any fucking excuses. But it's you got to play game. tough teams. You're a better On team. Road, you have like, more talent. LSU is probably the toughest, at least top two toughest places to play in college football. So having to go to if, – if you, if you want to go to the NFL, having to go to Foxborough or having yep. to go to a hot Philly, Carolina, Philly. Carolina day and play their tough-ass fans, having to go to New Orleans to play 50,000 scre- – or 70,000 screaming. Yes, or Seattle. You know, like it, it takes these – hardened mindsets and you could tell on Saturday Jake Fromm got spooked yeah he was not ready for the big time big time road game the whole team wasn't really ready but Jacob no. Fromm really set the tone like he really let his team down because they were so moving did, the ball running. and so did Kirby Smart he he didn't put his team in a good chance to win especially no, he from panicked, that fourth and he nine. That was way too fast I if you were to put most of the blame on someone you probably could default to That's Jacob Fromm but a g- close second it is probably Kirby Smart. The thing with a kid like Fromm is like he he's like a guy that like year a year ago they're like he's an NFL draft pick, a lottery no, he's guy. Not. He's never been. He's a system guy. But I'm saying he's an NFL pick though. 
Like he's got so potential to play in the NFL. And now he's like going to lose his job. I mean, he's got a, a young kid breathing down his neck who was the top recruit in the whole country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these Georgia bumpkins are going to be like, get that kid in. You know, uh, Fromm's got a short leash next week, especially a tough game versus Florida. Florida's improved. They were down by a lot. They came back to be Vanderbilt. Yeah, and this is a big game. Huge game. The cocktail huge. party, huge, bigly. I'm talking, this is going to be a game that, of course, Georgia's you know, playing for their season, but, I mean, Florida would no, love nothing more than to ruin it. Yeah, it's amazing. I have no idea even what the cocktail, like, growing up in the East Coast, we don't get college sports. We just, I mean, we, I enjoyed it, but I was a, a psycho sports fan. But growing up in New York, it was all about the pro teams. So, we don't know so, about so you. Like, so, like, Syracuse? And like SUNY, SUNY doesn't play a, yeah. a a big game every 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 year, you know. Like nah, there's nobody, nobody that plays like a big like Princeton and Brown don't, don't play a no. big bowl game that you guys no, always no. talk about. No, and when I was really young, and I'm aging myself thirty years, the Big East for college basketball was really great. So that that was the Kings. Like St. John's was our team because they were in Queens, New York. Uh, Syracuse, a lot of people like Syracuse where I lived. Um, and they had Georgetown was awesome. Uh, you know, Pitt, BC, Providence, all great schools. And, but then, but as far as football, there's no, you know, Rutgers was as bad as it is now. Yeah. It was actually worse back then. And it was in the big East, but Rutgers is the closest Big time college program, and that's not even really a college program. Yeah, it's more of a upgrade high school program. Exactly. So we didn't. It was all Yankees, Giants, Jets. Did you? By the way, did you listen to the rant I sent you? Yes, I did. Did you enjoy it? That guy's a very mentally deranged individual. I love. I it. told you he's worse than you. He makes yeah. you look normal. Yep. I mean, there's thousands of those. Yeah. And I and I can only imagine like whatever radio is like his only way to get that kind of stuff out. There's no Facebook to go rant and, on, and he you know. Can't like curse. no, he can't curse. Like so, so he has to you curb know. his language and has to alter his message to be able to fit yeah. that medium, which is a talent yeah. in itself. And I mean, people just wanted the Jets to lose just so they can hear him cry on the radio. The great Joe Beningo. What, you want to hear? Was you, that you like hear, the popular like station? Yeah, that's the number one station. You want to hear the you want to hear the amazing story about him? Yeah, he is the real deal. I'll tell you why. He was a caller, and then they decided to do this thing where they were going to give five of the best callers like an hour show just for fun. Like, let's do it. Was called like we uh, listeners appreciation show. Nice. And they all sucked, and he was actually halfway good. So they're like, you're not bad. So he actually went to like broadcasting school. He was a fish. He delivered fish or fish to restaurants. What, like on a truck? Like, yeah, he was just a truck driver. Mm-hmm. It was just Joe from Saddle River, New Jersey. That was his thing. Joe from That's how I first knew him. And then he worked his way up to doing the midnight to 6 a.m. to eventually he's, on, he's like the main guy now. Prime time. I mean, you can't have a better American story than that. No. There's no better story than that. But yeah, so he's a great ranter. And reminds me um, some of your epic Dan Quinn rants, who coached a shitty game. You want to know I know how Dan Quinn sucks? I'll give you this. 
You're, you feel so validated now. I do. I do. Like it's I was like saying my, this shit for a reason. It's like when my people are like, your ex sucks. And I'm like, see, thank you. Thank you for taking my side. Now thank you know you what I was saying the suck. whole time. Because I saw your eyes just pop up. Because I could be like, no, nah, man, he's great. But no, I'll tell you why he sucks. The Falcons dominate the first half. So that means they have more talent than the other team. So what happens at halftime? Adjustments. Who is making the adjustments? The other team. They are getting smoked in the second half. Absolutely smoked. And that just shows that they're not making the proper adjustments. Mm -hmm. The other team is. And that's about coaching. That's why I say Belichick is so great. They go, nobody makes better halftime adjustments. Mm -hmm. But in Dan Quinn's case, they're killing the team in the first half. And in the second half, they're laying eggs. It's like they go to sleep. They go to absolute sleep in the second half. And like I tell people all the time, because a big excuse around here is, oh, well, we're missing so many starters on defense and offense. Well, I'm gauging my expectations accordingly. I get these guys don't cover the best. These guys aren't the best athletes. These guys weren't high-rated draft picks. But in the NFL, you should be able to take a guy off your practice squad and plug and play in a game if needed with proper coaching. We are very yep. seldom getting that. We have guys that are missing tackles, that are just missing assignments. Like the NFL is all about assignment football. That's what Bill Belichick says. But I would never blame missing tackles on the coach. I would. What does he do during the fucking week? What is what are practices? Yeah, what, what is he going to do? Tackle for the guy? No, he's going to teach him how to right tackle position. right. What Dan Quinn did whenever he came to Atlanta from Seattle is bring in the rugby tackling technique. These guys have been tackling their whole lives. You think, but it's not, but not coach. the way that Dan Quinn taught them. It's a very weird That's and unorthodox. No, no, well, no, well, well, I'm sorry that you don't live here, that you don't have the proof. But Bro, Dan I Quinn, the game as an, I as put an, a shit ton of money on the fucking Falcons, and, and I've lived here for years. Dan Quinn the, has brought in the rugby tackling technique, and it's it's not paid off. It sucks. That's well, why these guys can't tackle because he's teaching them a new technique and it's not working. So they're the only team that doesn't know how to tackle in the league. I, I I never said that, but they're one of probably two or three teams in the league that does their rugby tackling technique. I mean, I'll give it fatigue, but like the way the Buccaneers just came out and on the first drive just marched right down the fucking field, and I was just like, oh my god, what the fuck is going on? And I'll tell you who they're letting call plays to march them up and down the field is Dirk Cutter, who used to uh, coach there. Who used to be That's the OC here, and it was the most fucking vanilla wafer offense I've ever seen in my life. I mean, and I'm not a big uh, Jameis. I said his name right, Jameis Winston yeah, fan. Who is who is Jamias Winston? The thing about Jameis is like you know, next week he's not going to put up four touchdowns, four hundred yards. Mm. They, well, they play the Browns next week, so he probably won't be doing that anyway, because the Browns defense is actually kind of good. I think the Browns are, though, are like their little two-game win, whatever, is over. And now it's like back to the shit that back they were. The although yeah. although I do say I said the Chargers are good. They got their four wins. They play Tennessee next week. I mean, That'll be five wins. I, if I said they would get to ten wins or nine wins, whatever the bet was, I wish I did it. I thought I was going to take a 
bet like a couple hundred bucks on that. I was just very certain on the Chargers this year. I didn't know this Chiefs would be this good, that's for sure. Should we go through the games? Are just yeah. the key games? Well, it seems like um, we already went through the Bal- Falcons and Buccaneers game. By the way. And if anyone who doesn't know, Mike Smith, um, the ex-head coach of the Falcons, the current defensive coordinator fired. for the Buccaneers, was fired this morning, yesterday morning, if you're listening to the podcast on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't know that he was the highest paid defensive coordinator in the league. Well, I mean, I... Uh, there's a lot of guys that could be fired. I mean, the the Packers, I know Mike Patton is his first year as defensive coordinator, but he could be fired. Uh, there's a lot of coordinators that could be fired right now. Uh, Tampa Bay wants to shake things up. I don't know how much it's going to help. They don't have the most talent on defense. Uh, they don't, they're don't. they necessarily not lacking either. They have a bunch of guys injured, kind of like my Falcons do, but they still yeah. have a good little bit of talent. And let's be honest, there's a lot of – Teams that Matt Ryan has put thirty points up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Don't a lot of good defensive teams. Oh yeah, especially with his back against the wall. Yeah. By the way, the Falcons luck out. They get to play the Giants next week. Yeah, but hey, but hey, we 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 can't defend the run. And Saquon Barkley went twenty-two touches, two hundred and thirty yards from scrimmage. Yeah, but the Giants suck so bad they'll throw the ball forty times. I hope. It's Monday Night Football um, in Atlanta. If I can get tickets to this game, I may go. Um, now, my question for you is, has there been a more exciting week in a long time? Uh, I have the ticket. I have DirecTV. I have uh, Red Zone. I mean, there's four games that came down to the wire at the first, the first set of games. They were like, you know, they had to have five screens up at sometimes on uh I had I had Red four. Zone. I had four at, at, at my house of separate yeah. streams that I stream illegally online. Don't come get yeah. me cops. Sure. And I I was extremely pleased with this week of football. It also I mean, could have been so exciting. It also could have been because I won hundred and twenty five bucks on the on the bet on the parlay that I placed. Yeah, that was great. And then the four o'clock game sucked. Yeah, and they I did. gave you a little rest. They did, yeah. I, I, got- I actually took a nap. And then you got one of the greatest. So I was like, the game of the year is the Bears and the and the Dolphins. Is Brock the game Lobster of the- came back and put a beating on the Bears. And I actually have a very interesting stat. Brock Osweiler's first yep. win with the Broncos was against the Bears. Yep. His first win, who did he play for second? The Broncos. The t- his Texas. Texans. His first win against with the Texans was against the Bears, and his first uh-huh. win in a start against the with the Dolphins was against the Bears. Well, there you go. But that game, the Dolphins fumble at the goal line in overtime, mm-hmm. and then the Bears. You were gonna think it was gonna win this crazy game. They should have. They blow the kick, and then you got the you got the the uh, the fish coming back. And taking it. So if you're a Bears fan, you're like, holy fuck, we lost. To holy fuck, we're going to win this game. To holy fuck, we lost. And you're a Dolphins fan, the opposite. I mean, they're going back and forth in the fourth quarter. Touch, you know, it blew up this game. That's um, one of those games where you bet the under. You're like, oh, my God, this is easy money. It's the yeah, third I've, quarter. This is easy money. And then you're like, and then what the start, fuck? And then start, they start blowing up. Like pinball. Yep. Um, Khalil Mack didn't look great this game. I think he had what one sack. Um, it's ninety degrees. 
Yeah, Miami in the um, I, I know no the weather's fine, fine right now, but uh, it, it's it's pretty tough playing in Miami. It's a real sunny stadium. It's uh, yeah. I've actually heard that the way they built the stadium, they didn't build it conducive to like how sunlight hits your eyes. So yeah. like sometimes like uh, the sun's in your eyes like a little bit too much, kind of like when you're driving a car on your like sure. your, on like your road commute going home, and as it's a, four p.m. and the sun's highest in the sky, and you're just like, damn, dude, like get this out of my fucking face right now. As a Pats fan, you're always getting mad when you find out that they have to play the fucking Dolphins on the road in September. You know that the schedule makers want the fucking big time. Um, doesn't Tannehill actually have decent stats against the Patriots? Didn't he like? <laughs> And Pretty neutral. He, got, he, didn't do, he didn't do anything this year, that's for sure. But okay, uh, he's not that bad against him. He's beat him a couple times. Okay, uh, two years ago to open the season, so it was in Miami, first game of the year. Um, but that was one of the great games. It the was Bengals Steelers was one of the great games. Of the that was year. a very good game. I did not think the Steelers had the drive in them with what a minute and fifteen to go down the field, yeah. and then they just made it look easy with Antonio Brown yeah. and Ben, Big Ben. Uh, that was a game I picked the Bengals to win, but I didn't touch it betting. I just, I, it was picked a coin it. flip game, and it was a coin flip. The Jets killed the Colts. I bet on the Jets. Uh, so I hit on the Falcons because of your buddy Matt Bryant with his garbage field goal. Um, there was another game. Oh, easy money. My lock. I had this on Instagram before, so you know I'm, I'm not lying. I put so much on the Seahawks. Over the Raiders. I don't know how they only got three points or were given three points. I thought for sure they should be like an eight-point favor. And the Raiders are probably one of the worst teams in the in the NFL. Yep. And it was just an ugly and game. it was in London, it, too. Didn't even, like, sweat it watching it. Like, no, I didn't even sweat I, it. That, that was a part of my parlay. I did Chargers versus Browns. It was a straight pick. Um, Seahawks minus three. Falcons money line. And my lock, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, plus one. I knew the Steelers would win this game outright. Um, but you had to sweat a little at the end. Oh, I did, of course. Of course I sweated. That was My, my butthole was tight. I'd even say that. Well, that parlay came through for me, and, and that was a good one. Usually your asshole should be loose. Yeah, but I was puckered like a fucking red canary. Well, that was a good game. Uh, the Titan, the te- the interesting game was I had the Texans in a parlay money line, so I have the Texans money line. Like I have like I take like the five best teams playing the the five easiest victories money line, and I parlay the five of them like for twenty bucks. Usually, when you're you usually double your money and then some. Yeah. So I had like the Vikings, Texans, uh, Falcons, uh, Ravens. And maybe one other game. I hit the Ravens all, game too. Yeah, all money line. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, how the fuck are the Texans? Your Bill O'Brien mm-hmm. gonna lose to the shitty Bills? And then Nathan Peterman came in and, and took then care Nathan of that. Peterman happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there was a pretty funny moment during that game. Um, I think with about four minutes to go before he threw his first pick, or five mm-hmm. or six minutes, uh, wherever it was. You could tell there were like three or four coaches huddled around him, or two or three coaches huddled around him, a bunch of uh, teammates and players kind of listening in. And they're they're showing him shit on the tablet and on the clipboard, and they're kind of like coaching him up. And he looks at him and like calmly says, I got this. Like you could see him mouth it like with his helmet off. And um, he goes out and 
continues to throw two picks in a row to literally lose the game. Well, if you're an athlete at that level, you're pretty confident. You're pretty successful. If I'm, Nathan, if I'm Nathan Peterman, I'm not. Well, Nathan Peterman, we are not even in your league. I mean, he made it to the NFL. Yes, he did. So, I mean, he's got that going for him. Yeah, but he, but he, he also put up the two most a, embarrassing performances in NFL history, maybe. I think he'll ever, forever be this punchline. Like, when a guy sucks... You go to Twitter, and it's usually uh, he sucks worse than Jay Cutler or sucks worse than Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. It's always the one they use. But I think Nathan Peterman will forever be the butt of the joke of the worst quarterback. And yeah, and, and, and yeah, joke's on us. He makes nine hundred grand this year just to throw picks. but And probably bangs the hottest chicks in Buffalo. No, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm talking has the best sorority chicks from his college. You know, like. I don't even know what college he went to. So the Jets beat the Colts. Uh, the Redskins beat the Panthers, which was a very – it was actually no spread on that game. And I, I picked the Panthers. I'm like, I, I'm not a big Redskins guy. But they seem to be good at home. I would have picked the Panthers, but I was too drunk the night before. And I, I guess well, I, I guess I forgot to hit money. continue. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like I hit continue, but I didn't hit confirm. You know, so like I really kind of lucked out. And what's the only undefeated team in the NFL right now? The Los Angeles Rams. That nobody even knows uh, out here. Nobody even talks about. Beat the Todd, Broncos. Todd Gurley walks into your coffee shop. You don't know who he is. You wouldn't even know we have a football team. I'm telling you. Like, there's a lot of people at Trader Joe's Dodgers shit on today, but you wouldn't know that the Rams are 6-0. and In other cities, an NFL team 6-0, and it's like. They're going crazy. The cow. This was the biggest surprise. I think we're ready to get rid of Blake Bortles. I mean, are we done on this guy or what? I've been done on him for a year, but this was a very surprising game. I actually picked the Jags and the Me Ravens too. in a four p or a four p.m. parlay kind of deal. Yeah. And um, God Almighty, was I disappointed? The Cowboys came and took out all their frustration. Like Jason Garrett took out all his frustration on the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. He sure did. Um, yeah, that was just a brutal game. And and you feel like when you watch it and you're watching Blake Bortles, you're like, if he's down three zip, that's like a major – that's like when Tom Brady's down like by 13 or 14 points, you know, or 20 points. Like Blake Bortles, he just he's not going to come back. You know, you're like, once the Jags are down, the game's over. Yeah, because all they can do is run it and bleed clock. Yeah, and our, he can do naked bootlegs. Like, he's he's just, he. I think it's it's the days he's of terrible. him are over. He's terrible. Uh, Mariota doesn't look so good. No, he doesn't. I like Mariota because he's a very likable character, but. Not accurate. Just can't throw at the all, football. At all. Can't at, throw at, the at, football. at least he's a playmaker and he's learned in the, in the game of football. He he doesn't actually try to lose you the game like Blake Bortles does. Yeah. But he can't throw the ball. You um, be, in the NFL, you got to be so – you got to throw dimes. Absolute so dimes. Our last game was the Kansas City Chiefs. Which is the traveling game of the to year. Foxborough. I wouldn't say it's the game of the year. It was a very, very, very good game. Let's are not gonna, let's not get Are you going to put the Bears over the Dolphins over it? No. That was a the Bears Dolphins game had me hooked. So far, what is the game of the year? Uh, 
the game of the year. Those two games are the only two game of the like the two best games of the year by far. Damn. As a matter of fact, even the the Steelers Bengals might be the third best game of the year. Yeah. So so, the, the th- so I'll, I'll put it to you this way: exactly what me and you talked about on last episode of the Daily Degenerate came true. We said Belichick that the train wouldn't slow down, but he would slow him down enough to maybe have a chance to win the game. And what we said pretty much came true. Belichick found a way to force two turnovers and found a way to win the game. Yeah. So what we said was going to happen. And, and hold it, on the field goals in it, the first half. And it, and, and it did. It, yeah. He threw Patrick Mahomes through a red zone pick and I think a pick on the Patriots side of the field. I'm going to so, tell you why Tom Brady's the the boat. Or Tom Brady's the goat. Well, he can be the boat if Aaron Rodgers is the goat. You know, like best Tom and Brady greatest is, the goat. is a different. I'll tell you why. You're a 41-year-old man. Who Tom, eats quinoa I'm, I'm salad old, for breakfast. I'm an old fart. And Tom Brady is a year younger than me. He watched the same football in the 1980s that I did. He was at the fucking catch. He's that old. He's got some young kid. At Candlestick? The catch at Candlestick? Yeah. He's got this Pat Mahomes. He's the next it guy. He's the young kid. He's 21. He's, uh, you know, 5-0. and he, Everybody's talking about him. And he's now in the second half, you know, he's he's warming up. He's He's, he's in the zone. And Tom Brady is going toe-to-toe with a guy 20 years younger than him. And Tom Brady had to win. Like, he was going to win that game come hell or high water because it's like that. I don't want this fucking young kid, you know, like. It's a power move. Exactly. It was a fucking power move of the biggest alpha male out there. And let me tell you, I love Pat Mahomes. Chief fans, you are in good shape. Me up. I agree. No, you're not in good shape. You're in great, great shape. shape. Yep, I agree. I so think I that, uh, that was a, that was a well coached game on both sides. Andy Reid found exactly. a way to put up 40 on the road, which should win you a game. Belichick just found a way to put up 43 at home, which will win you the game. Yeah, um, that was a very, 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 very good football older. game. Yep. You go on the streets of Atlanta, or Smyrna. You get a forty-year-old guy and a twenty-year-old guy going one-on-one pick up basketball. The forty guy, the forty-year-old guy dies. What about if it's Burton Brown? I don't know. Burton's actually kind of decent at basketball. He's I don't buy that boy, shit. Is, is, is what he said. He's a little guard. He can dribble, but yeah, he couldn't beat shit. me. Cause I'm fine. But um, that's about it for our NFL recap. Um, I'll give you a little look inside the Daily Generate podcast, Fantasy Football League. I'm I'm just doing shitty. I probably lost again. You did lose again, but I will give you a reprieve and excuse. You have allowed the most points out of any team in the league this year. I know, so I've lost the toughest break. schedule. And the other league, I'm five and one. I'm actually second in points allowed, but I've won for the second week in a row. So now I'm two and three. Um, I'm second in scoring in our Good league. For you, brother. So I have a tough schedule, but I put up some points. You're not you're not far behind me in scoring, but um, sucks. Yeah, bad it, luck. It, it, it does suck to have a, a, like look like for example, I have the second toughest schedule in terms of points allowed. You're still 50 points above me in terms of allowed. So, yeah, that's going to equate to a few losses that maybe you shouldn't take. Well, 
No, nothing's fair in this world. Not even fantasy football. It's not. So, um, I actually beat our defending first place man or second place man, Gustavo Avendo Avendado. What's up, Gustavo Burger? Yep. Um, our number, our first place man is Brad Meacham, who is hella shit talking to the group me. Like he, he's always killing them. He's one of your buddies from the ATL. Yeah, um, and then we got Gustavo, then we got John Mason, then we got Grant Glessing, and then we got um, Dylan Lang. Sorry about that. Myself, Sam Bacon, um, Jose Gonzalez, uh, Kuhn is up there with us in, in the mix, Bradley Francis. And you're you're kind of hanging out at the bottom of the pack, you and Hunter Myrick and, you know. Oh, I know. E. Maxwell, who just fucked us and he ghosted didn't pay. me. Yeah, just a straight ghosted. And then Jonathan Hoft, who had a two and zero start, but has lost three cents. Gotta get back on the train. You do. Um, let's see who mean you have this week, and then we can we can end this guy. Let's let's get some shit talking right. I played you last week. I beat you in a in a pretty slim game. It was like a, it was decided within ten or twelve points, I think. So I actually have John Hoft, our local fireman in Florida. I hope he's doing well from the hurricane. And, yeah, he um, is. Okay, good. And then you're actually playing my man, Dylan Lang, who's actually from my hometown pretty much. Good he's luck, from, Dylan. Like, 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 you know how I'm from the same area as Vic Beasley, who plays for the Falcons? Mm-hmm. Dylan is actually from his hometown and went to his high nice. school. Nice. There's the town Very next cool. to me. Well, Vic Beasley, start making some tackles. He's he's getting close, man. I like Vic. He's getting close. He's getting pressures. He's just not getting sacks. It'll come. He led the NFL in sacks two years ago. It'll be there. We'll get there. Um, but our best matchup of the week is between John Mason and Sam Bacon. Or, and, and not Sam Bacon, Brad Meacham. Sorry, Sam. You're not that good. Um, Matty Goldberg, plug yourself. Do your thing before we sign off. At Matty Goldberg one on Twitter, and at Matty Goldberg on Instagram. Follow me and enjoy the games, brothers. Yep, this is going to be a very good week for sports. NFL is in midseason swing, so is college football, and MLB playoffs is going on, and we get NBA basketball for the first time in a long, 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 long time. Take care, brothers. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me, Cohen underscore Hughes on Instagram. I don't do Twitter. Search me on Facebook, Cohen Hughes, um, The Daily Degenerate. Search that. Search whatever the fuck you want, really. You can find me on Reddit. You can find me on Snapchat. Just reach out to us if you got suggestions or whatever. This has been episode 27 of The Daily Degenerate Podcast. Hope you enjoyed.